and welcome back to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes your favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. Joining us once again, we have another special guest. She's the abbess of the home for Wayward OCs. She keeps the faith and together me and her sing show tunes, or at least we try to. Remember when I had, like, all these intros prepared for all the guests I hoped to get, and it was, like, really hype, and I'm just like, um, they're also here. (laughs) (laughs) See, here's here's the thing, is that by this point, with the people who are coming in the show in general, it's like, Fred! (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Christina. I use she, her pronouns. I've been on this show before several times. (laughs) You, you're our second hat trick. Oh, nice. And actually, I think the only other repeats we've had... So our first hat trick was Ryan, obviously, and the only other repeats we've had beyond the two of you are Cassidy and Lava. Nice. So we're going to have to start roping in some repeaters again. Oh, no, Janine has been on here twice, too. Oh, okay, okay. Anyways, Christina, you told us in your hint that... Well, you told us in your your second hint, the first time around. The first time I sent his hint was in, like, August... Yeah, and sounds then, about right. And then last week you sent us the hint again. You were like, by the way, this is topical now. And I said, okay, do you want to come on this exact date? And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, because I'm like, look, if I understand anything about podcasting, it's that you got to strike while the cultural iron is hot. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what it was that I sent in for the first uh, hint back in August or whatever it was over the summer when time didn't exist. It was something about fantasy and we're going to make it gay. Okay, I think it was something to the effect of like, let's take teenagers and magic, but make it much more heartfelt and much more gay. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. And then me and Lindsay said, hell yeah, bring Christina on for our last episode that we're recording this year because then we don't have to think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I can't promise you that I'm going to be doing an awful lot of thinking. I I do have a whole bunch of notes, but this is probably just, it's mo- well, like, I thought ahead of time, I'm not saying that I think on the podcast. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> this is the yeah. special no, no Thoughts Head Empty edition of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I'm, I, I would like y'all to guess, based on cultural osmosis, what property it is that we're rebooting today. I have a strong idea, but I want Lindsay to go first. Magic, but make it gay? Uh... It's not Harry Potter. Thank God. I'm coming up either Sabrina or Wix, but... Tanner, what was your guess? My guess was also Winx. It's actually neither of those. Uh? (laughs) Today, we are rebooting the property Witch. Ah! (laughs) W-I-T-C-H. Although I do have some funny Winx-related trivia. I definitely made a comment at I've definitely made a comment at some time in my life that either Witch was trying hard to be Winx or Winx was trying hard to be Witch. Yeah. I think they kinda came into being at roughly the same time and were competing with each other in Italy. So They did. So I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna cover that first and then get into kind of what Witch is in particular. So like, what do y'all know about Witch? Go first. <laughs> oh, let's see. I have a much more limited experience with it. <laughs> Which was about a group of five girls who had elemental powers. Their names combined together accidentally created the acronym WITCH. And Mm -hmm. they have to deal with extra dimension uh, bad guys and get a princess back on her throne in that said dimension. Tanner, what were you going to say? So back in the day when Disney Adventures was a bigger thing, I had a subscription to it. And in one of the you issues, too? Oh my god. <laughs> in one of the issues, they had like the origin story of all the witch girls, and so I read that and I was like, oh, that sounds like a cool thing. And then since I didn't have any channels that got like Disney original animated series, I never actually saw the cartoon. Uh, and then a few months ago, I was wondering, hmm, I wonder if there are any ads for when Power Rangers Mystic Force was airing on Jetix. Yeah. And so I just looked up Power Rangers Mystic Force Jetix commercials, and at some point... They did a whole thing where it's like Power Rangers versus Witch in a trivia challenge. And it was just like 
stills of the characters pasted behind podiums and it's like uh, question one what would you do if there was a princess in trouble and then they just played some sound bites from the characters and it's like oh yeah hey lynn one uh take another point for witch take that power rangers watch witch and power rangers <laughs> mystic force and saturday's on on Genix. <laughs> oh yeah so, Lindsay was pretty much on point with the premise. The series is called Witch because it was a backronym for the main, the five main characters' names. Um, but here's the thing. They're not actually witches. Yeah. <laughs> They're much closer to fairies. Yeah, fairy magical <laughs> Both girl. Both in aesthetic and, like, in aesthetic and kind of, like, power, like, aspects and stuff. So, that'll come up later. Which started its life, its creative life, as an Italian comic, which was, like, heavily influenced by manga, um, started off being published and created by Elisabetta Non, Alessandro Barbucci, and Barbara Canepa. It was first published in 2001 by Disney Italy, and it wrapped publication in 2012. <laughs> this thing ran for 11 years. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And interestingly enough, in 2004, so three years into the series' creation, um, the three creators sued Disney for creative control of their property that they'd made. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they lost. Aww. And uh, Barbushi and Kanepa were removed from the production, at which point, according to them, which went in a radically different and apparently dumber direction from how they'd been intending. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So, also in 2004 was when Disney sued the people who made Winx because they were they were trying to claim that the Winx people were copying off of Witch. Like, copying design, aesthetics, ideas, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, suck at Disney because Winx was empirically made before Witch ever was published in any capacity. <laughs> So, congratulations, Disney has lost a lawsuit. <laughs> From there, um, it did get adapted into an English TV show, which is actually produced by a French-American um, animation studio. And that aired on Jetix and Disney Associates from 04 to 06. Um, I also should note that there are more than 50 chapter books for which that have been published in English, Danish, and Scandinavian. <laughs> and they also got a Game Boy Advance platformer game. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, apparently it's okay. Yeah, that's usually how those sorts of video games go. Yeah. Still, it's cool that they got a game. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's it's very cool. Remember, remember back in the heyday of shitty video games where literally any property mm -hmm. could get a licensed game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I still have the Kim Possible Game Boy Advance cartridge around here somewhere. That I was just, fun. I'm never not thinking about the Bachelorette for the Nintendo DS. <laughs> Excuse me, what? I never got a chance to play it because it looked like garbage, but there was a Bachelorette game for the Nintendo DS. Oh my gosh, I need to see gameplay of that. Because <laughs> that sounds buck wild. But yeah, I, f I forget where we go with, with DRF episodes. Is this the part where I kind of explain how the story exists as it is currently? I think so. Okay. Okay, cool. Stop me if y'all have any questions. Alright. So... Like, the basic plot is there's the five main characters and they have to save the world from magical, extra-dimensional shenanigans. So there's the five main characters. The W is Will. Her full name is Wilhelmina. Her last name is Vandom. And in the five of them, she's the heart. Um, which in... It, which is kind of like the eight, like the aether, the void, the quintessence thing. But her power set also extends to, you know, like, not only shooting energy bolts, but also she can understand and be understood by animals. And also she is smart house. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate on the smart house powers. She can, she can talk to houses. Like her, her powers are kind of connected to life and kind of like magic but also energy and you know what uses energy and electricity is appliances <laughs> which means <laughs> that in the comic 
she has befriended and named like multiple appliances in her house, like the refrigerator, <laughs> the microwave. I think the washer and the dryer are personified by her as a married couple. Okay. She has a microwave. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be very sad if they didn't use that in the comic. Well, we can use it. <laughs> we can use it. Yeah. Because that's going to come back later. Also, I've noticed that she is the new girl in school. And she loves animals, and I think she's also on, like, the swim team. Because, like, the thing about the main characters is they all have, like, an artistic talent, and they all have, like, a jock talent. Well, people can be both. Yeah, people can be both. Surprisingly diverse for, you know, an early aughts comic mm -hmm. slash TV show. Teens can have almost as many as two skills. Yeah, don't tell Power Rangers. <laughs> Hey, Power Rangers can have multiple interests, just like none of them lasting longer than a single episode. Yeah, that's true. So we got Will. Mm -hmm. We got Will. Um, the I is Irma Lair. Yeah, I know her name is kind of not great. Um, she's vaguely Hispanic. She's Hispanish? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the kind of thing where I think they were trying to make it happen that way in the media, in like the franchise, and they were just never super clear about it. So it's kind of like she just has a slightly darker skin tone than the rest of them. Or at least the rest of the white girls. She could just be more Italian. That's very true. Played by Ariana Grande. Oh no, no. Ari Actually, Ariana Grande might be a good fit for this for the series at some point. She can sing the theme song. That's very true. I, f I don't <laughs> think Ariana Grande should be playing teens anymore. No, I didn't say she was going to be playing a teen. Okay. But yeah, so Irma has the water powers... And as far as personality goes, she's kind of the more the more zen person. She likes she likes swimming and she likes, you know, kind of like yoga and stuff, but she's not super athletic. And also she's the big flirt of the group. And also she is um she's the slightly overweight one of the group. Okay. By which we mean she's just curvier than the rest of them. Hmm. Also, all of the, like, they start off the series as, like, 12 or 13 years old. Which yeah, is I'm not going to be staying into the reboot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Uh, Will mm -hmm. and Cornelia are 14 and the others are 13 because they also throw in yeah. various signs, like, astronomical signs. And I think Will and Cornelia are supposed to be Capricorns. I think Cornelia is supposed to be a Taurus. Yeah. But yeah, so we got W and I. So T is, and I do not know how to pronounce her name, it's either Tyranny or Tarani, T-A-R-A-N-E-E. -E. It's weird. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> her element is fire, and she is mixed race, um, black and Asian, and she's also adopted. And she's the nerd, and I think she also does dance. And notably, she has the fire powers specifically because... She is the calmest out of the entire bunch. I do like which that. Means that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like specifically in the comic she has she has a moment where she overcomes a trap situation because her she literally gets to go like don't you don't you ever just want to go ape shit? <laughs> she literally has that moment where like the the way out of the situation is for her to actually like cut loose and feel emotions, <laughs> which I found very cathartic. Mhm. Mm the C, like we had talked about, um, is Cornelia. Her last name is Hale. Um, her element is Earth, and she's the tall, blonde, white, popular one. Um, but also, she hunts bullies, and she ice skates. Dope. Nice. Yeah. Like, they specifically make it a point, like, I think her introduction in the comic is someone being rude to Will, and Cornelia, like, stomps over, like, what are you saying about the new girl? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to make her feel welcome! smash yeah i mean pretty much and that's before she gets powers yeah um and finally the h is halen um she has the element of air um she is definitively chinese and i don't want to say it but she's the manic pixie dream girl of the bunch her interests are fashion and air and feeling the vibes <laughs> and also halen's name makes no sense because lynn is her family name which means that her given name is Hey. Hey. 
But she's never referred to as Hey. Hey. So she's getting a rename in the sequel, in the, not the sequel, in the reboot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because her name needs to make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got the main five. Their Zordon is Halen's grandma, whose name is Yanlin, and she's a very sweet old grandmotherly lady and stuff, and I don't think she's around in the comic for a super long amount of time. Um, she kind of just is there to give them their powers, and then she, because she's an elderly woman, she passes away peacefully. Um, but I think then she's around to, like, dreams or something. She's not, like, out of the comic entirely. Cool. So we got them. And as far as, like, supplementary cast goes, I'm gonna kind of keep it simple. Um, because they have a kind of pseudo-antagonist. Um, her name is Elion, and her last name is Brown. (laughs) But she is kind of like their, she was the fifth person before Will showed up and they got their own group name and then she kind of gets shunted off to the side. But it's okay because it turns out she's actually a refugee princess from an extra planar land. And her, her arc is that she has to like go, like return to her rightful place as ruling heir of this other planet that she's from. And also she has cool magic powers. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, also, she's pretty much white. Like, she might not be actually white, but she's pretty much white. Her her antagonist is Prince Phobos. And his his thing is he rules this planet called Metamore, where Elion is originally from. And he basically just wants to absorb all magic, become all-powerful, rule, rule the universe. Basic megalomaniacal stuff, you know. And then the other, like, kind of advisor character is called the Oracle, who is literally just this bald person who who lives in the realm of Kandrakar and is essentially like in charge of observing and maintaining the magical balance of the multiverse, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And providing, you know, arcane and esoteric advice to these five teenage girls. <laughs> and the last the last people I want to touch on is the previous set of heroes. Because, like, they're all called the Guardians of the Veil, or the Guardians of Kandrakar. And this set is Witch, but the previous set was Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Because their acronym was C-H-Y-K-N. So they called themselves Chicken. Sure, why not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because they were out of ideas. (laughs) But yeah. So that's the characters. The basic plot is, you know, like, new kid moves to school, someone's magical grandmother gives you superpowers from this amulet, then you gotta go fight crime, and you have to specifically stop this evil plot by this extra-dimensional Prince Phobos, who is trying to consume the magic of the multiverse. Also, then they end up helping to overthrow his regime, because along the way... (laughs) There's, like, there were portals that got opened onto Earth from the other planet called Metamor. So now there's a whole bunch of refugees living on Earth and, like, masquerading as, like, regular humans. So they, like, they get to learn about what's going on from the refugees, and then they help them to overthrow the government and to install Elyon as the rightful heir and ruler of Metamor. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. And after that, they kind of have a whole bunch of just shenanigans of, like, Hey, you gotta go fight this other evil person in the multiverse. Or, hey, you gotta fight the former leader of the Guardians who turned bad. Oh no, not- Or, oh hey- Not the main chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Your bog standard comic book stuff where you're trying to keep the series going. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of that. And I don't actually remember how the series ended, because I didn't- I think I only read it until about 2006. Maybe a little bit later than that. Um, and I didn't, uh, look up how the series ended before we got on the recording. I'm assuming it probably ends with them, you know, graduating and being able to maybe not retire from, but being able to take a giant step back from the superheroic life. But mm-hmm. most of the series, both the comic and the TV show, are focused on their lives at school. Yeah. Usual slice of life stuff. Yeah, pretty usual slice of life stuff. Oh, also, the... The the last thing I want to like touch on is like the their whole thing is they're called Guardians of the Veil, 
which in the context of this of like the franchise is specifically a magical protective barrier that's put up around Kandrakar, which is like the pocket dimension where their powers originate from and also where the oracle lives and it's like the kind of thing where if bad guys take over Kandrakar, then everything is doomed because it's so powerful that kind of a thing but it, then it turns out, like, at one point that the veil only existed to keep Phobos from getting to Kandrakar, and once he's defeated and imprisoned, and I think he literally gets, like, shoved into a hole to fall forever for eternity, that kind of a thing. Um, once that happens, they literally are just like, oh, okay, we could just take down the veil now. And they take it down and then it gives the, it gives the witch kids more power or something like that. They get upgrades. Okay. Yeah. So here's my pitch for Disney, for why Disney should let us make Witch the TV series. Here's your witch pitch? Yeah, here's my witch pitch. And this is going to be specifically for a live action, kind of like late middle school, early high school TV series. My pitch is, Mickey, you should give me money to make this because it's a property that already exists. And we all know how much Disney loves reboots. Yeah. And milking the cash cow. Yeah. But also, because Witch is a bright and colorful TV series, and you know what's coming back in aesthetics? The early aughts, with their bright colors <laughs> and their funky purple and teal outfits. Yep. <laughs> and also, because Witch is in and itself... Like, I'm not going to say that it, like, shies away from the more from the more serious aspects of the adventures that they're having. But in general, it's more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And as the reaction to the new Winx series has already established, we're all kind of just done with Grimdark and, oh, but what if I was tortured about my power? <laughs> but what if what if I took these magical fairy people with bright and sparkly outfits and just made them all Batman? What if we just desaturated every single shot? Oh, the new Wink series looks like ass. My impression was this was like their attempt to do Dark Phoenix without <sighs> establishing anything about Jean Grey. Again. Yeah. Also, because like if Disney has established that it does anything well, it does bright and colorful TV series. Yeah. Like, just look at literally every show that's, on Dis- that's been on the Disney Channel and affiliates for the last 15 years. Yeah, but they're only going to give you two to three seasons. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway... The rest of the re- the rest of this reboot is built on the conceit that Disney is just giving us lots of money to do what we want with which as long as we make a series that the kids are going to love. So they just kind of gave us a purse and they said, "Go have fun." Disney is under the ideal management of just throwing money at people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Dis- Disney is <laughs> the premise of this requires Disney be a stable enough company that they're comfortable just like, yeah, you're a couple of creators. We'll just throw some money at you. We get more money from theme parks and cruises. Just go ahead. Is Disney a pyramid scheme? <laughs> it's definitely a real estate company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very definitely. So first order of business for our live action witch reboot series. The characters are all going to be updated. None of them have to be cis girls and none of them have to be heterosexual girls or heteroromantic girls. I've already decided Cornelia is trans. Yes, go for it. Cornelia can be trans. Halen can be gender fluid. Irma can be a lesbian. Didn't the creator say that Irma was a lesbian? One of them did say that he wanted her to be a lesbian. But that was kind of after he, like, left the show, and so everyone was kind of like, okay, well, I guess we can see where you were trying to make that happen, but also it definitely didn't happen. So let's just go for it. Yeah. So the second order of business, let's make this as much practical effects as possible. I don't know about y'all, but I just, I really like practical effects. I think they're fun. And plus, because there's so much, like, there are so many weird things going on with their magic 
I feel like it would be fun specifically to do with like practical effects. Like part of it is when they are transformed into their guardian forms, they all have these like y'all have probably seen that they look like kind of like flower petal fairy wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like throw a couple of theater kids on that, and I bet they co- I bet they could come up with something that is very fun and also like realistic looking and movement enough. If that makes sense, I was kind of just spewing words oh, yeah. out. <laughs> um. Oh, here's something that I wanted to get y'all's opinion on. In the franchise, the thing is that like they are teenagers; they're early teenagers. But yeah. when they transform to fight evil, they become older versions of themselves. Hmm. Mm. Like, older in the sense of, like... Like Justin and Turbo. My, I mean, kind of like Justin and Turbo. Um, my impression was that it was something along the lines of, like, we are transforming into your guardian forms is also kind of, like, time accelerating you to get to, like, your most powerful point or something like that. Mm. So what that's, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Do we want to, that's like... overcomplicating things. Yeah. Okay. Also, also, I'm I'm always a little concerned when a teen girl has a grown lady mode. Yeah, that's valid. And I'm very glad that I asked about that. Yeah, like, I was thinking about Sailor Moon because that's, like, the go-to example for Magical Girl. And, like, they're mostly, or at least the Inner Guardians, start off as 14. The Outer mm-hmm. Guardians are a bit older with the exception of Sasuna. Or, not Sasuna, um, Hotaru. And... Like, I think it's, they look older than 14, but I also think that's just Takuichi's art style, so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't mind if they were, say, 16-ish? Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking start them at maybe 15. Yeah. 14 or 15, like, freshman in high school. Yeah. Because then you could say that, you know, like, you could reasonably get four seasons out of them. Yeah, before they go... Assuming approximately one year in school per season. Yeah, and then we also get the coveted driving lesson episode. Oh, that's very (laughs) true. That's very true. And once they're, say, 17, they get a modicum of independence. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what also just occurred to me is, you know what else would make this plot appealing to teens? Ooh, What? Revolution and overthrowing the government. Yes. <laughs> Specifically, overthrowing a corrupt regime. Mm-hmm. And you know the teens Although love they, that. They are reinstalling they are reinstalling a different monarch. Well, they they're reinstalling a different monarch who is not going to specifically literally destroy the planet for the sake of gaining the magical power contained within it and then using that power to conquer the multiverse. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And different monarchies work different ways. So it could be a constitutional monarchy for all we know. Heck, there could yes. be some, I don't know, there is such thing as elected monarchies. So Yeah. And plus, since Elion would be coming from Earth, she would know about lots of different forms of government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she also could probably set up like a constitutional monarchy or an elected monarchy. <laughs> So what kinds of what kinds of high school shenanigans would you like to see these five fairy witch teens get into? I mean, we could very easily just crib a lot of stuff from Power Rangers because mm-hmm. this is a very kind of thing. It would be like, oh no, the monsters are attacking, but I'm trying to make a float for the parade. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh oh no, the sun is going to collide with the planet and proms tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it turns out my coworker at the restaurant is actually a secret villain this whole time. <laughs> oh no, we're trying to have a swim meet, but the pool is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know where that one's from. Wait, wait, Irma, what do you mean pool's haunted? <laughs> pool's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Also, Disney, you can make so many memes and TikToks for this show. <laughs> We have invented our own TikTok dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there absolutely would be their own TikTok dance. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, please go for it, Tanner. Can we make alterations to the Magical Girl costumes? Yes. Because they're all identical and that's boring. Yeah. Yes. I, I really would like to keep the color scheme of purple and teal, though, just because that's very iconic. Okay, but that we... 
We got to give them more individual looking costumes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't say they had to be. I didn't say I want the costumes to be exactly the same. I said we have to keep the purple and teal. But we we got we got to make like Terranay's more orange and Will can be pink and mm-hmm. Irma yellow, Cornelia blue. green. Irma's blue. Oh, Irma Irma, Irma, Irma is blue, water. Cornelia green. Yeah. Halen like Halen can't be yellow. I think I think Halen's kind of like purplish. Well, I think one design element that we can definitely put into this is maybe have the costumes better reflect their element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think they were kind of trying to do that to a certain extent in the original costumes, because, like, y'all got the pictures up. You can see that, like, it's pretty much a lot of the same kind of, like, bell sleeves and flowing skirts, except for Tyranny's got, like, striped leggings and tennis shoes. (laughs) Hmm. So yeah, like let's definitely like update the costumes so that they are more um so that they're more reflective of their personalities and their elements. Yeah, cuz like Tarani, she dressed comfy. So maybe she mm-hmm. has the more conservative outfit. Yeah. Halen, let's say Halen and Irma because of the natures of their element, it might be a bit more streamlined to better move through them. Mhm. Yeah. Well, I was thinking with Halen, she would have like a lot of like flowy elements, like extra streamers, maybe okay. just a full-on cape. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, go full superhero. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, she goes um, superhero, and also like the one picture they have in like her regular civvy outfit, she has goggles. Those have to oh, stay. Oh yeah, she's yes. she's very definitely the she's very definitely that kid who wears goggles all the time. And you know what? I think that should continue into the live action series. Have her be the goggle kid at school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can also say, I like the fact that Tarani keeps her like normal eyeglasses when she morphs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they get some pizzazz on them as well. Mm-hmm. But they're still like glasses. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they're more in line with like kind of the Sailor Mercury scope kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> flame decals on the side. <laughs> yep. These glasses are from Guy Fieri's newest brand. <laughs> I defend the magical realm of Flavortown. <laughs> <laughs> With Cornelia, since she's Earth, she would probably have something a lot um not bulky, but like um, how do I describe? I'm thinking like I'm thinking something that's reminiscent of more substantial. I'm th- I'm thinking about like Mal's outfits from the first two Descendants movies, where it was like a leather jacket and other pants, and it's lots of like straps and stuff. And I feel like we could incorporate something of that. Okay, yeah. Manner. Okay, I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. And I think as far as Will goes, like I don't think her original outfit was like. It wasn't super indicative of, like, the element of heart or quintessence or whatever. So maybe hers could, like, start off a little bit less, a a little bit less developed than the others. Because I think also, like, when the series started, Will really didn't do a whole lot in the combat sense because she didn't know what she could do. Yeah. So most of her, like, role in combat was... I let you transform. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think, like, when we get, like, the first power-up, she gets something mm-hmm. a bit more indicative of quintessence, which in this yeah. case is just electric powers? Yeah. Electric powers. She is both Thor and static. She gets cool bracers and, like, I don't know, maybe, like, think, like, professional swimsuit wetsuit type pants or something like that yeah maybe like an overskirt or something i feel like her character development should definitely start out as just oh i can just do electricity but like not even that well Mm -hmm. like it's not like i'm full-on static shock like the best i can do is generate electricity between two conductors yeah gosh i hope this villain has metal on them (laughs) that's true oh also in the reboot i think that will should live in a house that has lots of up-to-date technology that already comes with, like, you know, built-in human-named AI of your choice. (laughs) But when she interacts with the appliances and the house's AI or whatever, with their Alexa or Siri or Emily or whatever its name is, 
that I think that Will interacting with this AI should cause the AI to become sentient and stop reporting them to the company. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Also, because apparently in the original Witch, some of the later, like, arcs had the actual Earth government trying to figure out who they were. <laughs> and plus, then they could run counterintelligence w- with Will's AI friend. Huh. <laughs> uh, now I'm just thinking about the inevitability of there being, like, an anime, like, an actual anime they make where it's magical girls, but it's, like, Suri and Alexa and google home tanner i hate to break it to you but that's probably already been drawn on like da or something yeah no i'm talking a real thing that happens like they make a full animated series 13 episodes on crunchyroll oh no somebody's thinking they made subaru magical girls tanner i guarantee you someone has written the light novel (laughs) i died and got reincarnated as alexa (laughs) oh no nerds are weird Oh, speaking of having to conceal things from the government, another thing that I would like to bring into play for the Witch TV series is they have that whole thing going on with the veil Mm -hmm. about how it's like, this is specifically put in place to obscure the magical heart of Kandrakar, the whole world, from the bad guy. What if we extend that to, like, to have it be more kind of like the mist from Percy Jackson? Okay. Where, like, maybe certain planets like Earth are less magical than others, but, like, that the veil also exists to kind of be, you know, like, a, like the filter to keep, you know, to keep a Karen from freaking out that the person serving her at Starbucks has, you know, like, three eyes. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> I like that. And it could Plus probably... It, yeah. it, could, it could also tie into, like, the like the fairy stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it fits well with what is known about, like, various fae, fair folk, holder, mythology, Hildefirk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could tie into, like, older Earth-based myths about we're, you know, cryptids and all that. Yeah. Or like, what happens when mm-hmm. a child walks into the woods and is never seen again? Mm-hmm. It's, it turns out, actually, the child just ended up on Metamore, mm-hmm. and they're living there, and they're happy. Yeah. It turns out that Nessie actually just came through the portal that's in Loch Ness. <laughs> I think this might be the shortest episode of Nerf that I've ever been on, because I've kind of run through all my notes, aside from, like, we should rename the girls to things that are more indicative of them personally or not, you know. Irma. <laughs> yeah, there's other I names out there. Nobody names their. How about Irene? There's Irene, Imogen, Iris. There's a lot of I names. See, I was not gonna. I was gonna go for Isabel. Oh yeah, Isabel makes sense. I was gonna name Tarani something like Taraji because it's more. It's more clearly indicative of her heritage mm-hmm. as a black woman. Yeah, and it's not sounding like something that a Europe that an Italian woman made up. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that her name definitely sounds like something like, we need a black name. How do you get a black name? Oh, no, just put some vowels no, together. No, here, here's the thing. It's like you literally just look over at the coffee syrup that you have sitting next to the coffee maker and you go, hey, Tarani, that's good. Hmm. I don't think that's what they did, but that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Halen's name needs to be changed so that her given name is something along the lines of like, there's actually one called, like, Hailun. Mm-hmm. Like, H-A-I, like, then a hyphen, L-U-N. Or, like, Hailan. But then she would also need, like, a family name. Yeah. But that's okay, because people have those. <laughs> she- well, hang on. I'm on. I'm already on behind the name. Yeah. There's a lot of options. Let me go for Ed- into China. So there's Hai, Hei, Hang, Hong, Hua, Huan, and Huang. And all of those are uh, gender neutral, though mm-hmm. Huang tends to be given to uh, males. Mm-hmm. Same with Hong. And Hai. But we can work with that. Also, Hui. Mm-hmm. Um, which is... yeah. Kind of well, there's, there, there is Hua, which is like Hua Mulan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it does mean splendid, illustrious. Well, because... No, because that would be a... We we would need a fam we would need like a family name. 
Are you looking up given names or family names? Isn't the family name still Lynn? No, no. Um, the oh, you're yeah. I, right, I was saying right. that her. I, got it, I, got I was saying that backwards. her given name could be could be Hailun or Hailan. Okay. Or something okay. along those lines. As long as it starts with an H, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it starts with an H in English, we're good. Yeah. Ch- Chinese listeners, please send us name suggestions for Haylin so that she doesn't have to be named Haylin. Yes. And exclusively referred to as Haylin, when in fact her f- her parents are Mr. and Mrs. Lin. Maybe, what if her, her full name is Haylin Lin? <sighs> you know, I wouldn't put it past a bunch of white people in the early aughts to do that. Yeah, that's true. What if when Will first meets her, she keeps calling her by her full name because she doesn't understand that it's her full name, and then she corrects her? But she also was sassy about it, and she calls her by Will by her full name, which is... What was Will's full name? It was like Wilmer Valderrama or something. Wilhelmina Vandom. There we go. That is yeah. such a Dutch and, name. And <laughs> yes. And I think, that, I think that would be a good funny joke. Because mm-hmm. then, you know, we'll just be like, okay, I guess that's fine. We're not playing around. Hey, Lynn is a bit of an earhead, mm-hmm. but she can throw down with the best of them. Oh, absolutely. No more manic pixie dream girl. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, if they, I... they want to make her manic, that's fine. But just not Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She's not Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> I'm I'm picturing Haylin like Millie from Trigun, where like she can suplex you, but also she fucking loves pudding. <laughs> I mean, those vibes are good. Cause I think it's established that within like within the group of like the five of them, Will ends up being the most like versatile in her powers. Yeah. Halen is the most connected to like their power source and stuff. Tarani is just outright the most powerful of all of them. And Cornelia has the best connection to the Earth, like to the source of magic on Earth because Earth powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes Irma like, I don't know, the best one at balancing it or something. I don't remember. It's been a very long time since I read them, actually. How about Will has the largest power set? Once mm-hmm. she's able to get more training in, but mm-hmm. Irma would be the one who's the most versatile with hers. Like, yeah. Irma is, the, is thinking out of the box right off the hop, and she's like, I have water, but that also means I have power over ice and over steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can see right off the bat, Will is going to be the glass cannon. She can deal mm-hmm. hits, she can't take hits. That's her problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, very true. Um, Irma is probably going to be the most well-rounded of everybody because yeah she can control mm-hmm. all three states of water <laughs> yeah yeah cornelia will probably be the stone wall yeah, yeah. she's the tank. yeah she's yeah. a tank halen she might become the lightning bruiser because apparently she develops um she can manipulate sound and she develops psychometry which is this ability to to understand things by touching yeah them. so she might be in the running for game breaker yeah if this were a game and then <laughs> yeah tarani her mix of smarts and her fire powers yeah she would probably she's be, the sorcerer yeah she's the sorcerer <laughs> but also use fireball just fireball <laughs> just fireball <laughs> <laughs> see i think the way it would shake out is that t- tyranny and irma would have similar like base power but just based on their personalities Tyranny is the one who's just constantly blasting at enemies, and Irma's like, I want to get creative. I want to, like, do a trick. And then that's mm-hmm. the one, like, she keeps trying to set stuff up and potentially, like, the enemies get the drop on her mm-hmm. because she was trying to do a whole yeah. Rube Goldberg icicle yeah. trebuchet stick. Which, which is also in line for, you know, like, a 15-year-old who has been given superpowers. Yep. Just look at Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender. <laughs> just look at Vine and TikTok. Yep. Oh, so that that kind of leads to something that I was going to say earlier, where with Will, her arc could uh, go hand in hand with her learning how to use her powers better to the point that, like, the uh, mid-season finale might be her unlocking the the upgrade magical girl form. And, like, that's, like, she has a very basic outfit beforehand that when Mm -hmm. she unlocks it, it gets a lot more, like heart motifs and like star motifs potentially and that's like when she starts recognizing oh it's not Mm -hmm. just electricity it's all energy yeah she basically becomes the monica rambeau of the group yeah Mm -hmm. yes something that we should i don't think we've actually talked about is since this is gonna be a disney property we gotta have the romance what what are y'all suggestions for romance for the witch teens 
So here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Inevitably, the fandom will ship them within the team. Yes. Which is why they, which is why none of them should, which is why none of them have to be cis or het. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But I I was going to say that if the fandom's going to ship them within the team, if any of those inter-team relationships become canon, there's going to be torches and pitchforks of some kind. Yep. There's going to be torches and pitchforks no matter what. Well, yeah. But I think that uh, the best thing to do would be to have each of them have a love interest outside of the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, gender irrelevant to these love interests. Yeah. And if yeah. shenanigans happen and the actor can't return for the second season, then that love interest, we've discarded you. We've introduced replacement love interests. Yeah. They're like you, but different. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the only love interests that I really would like to kind of carry over from the comics into the into the TV series that we are making is um Will's love interest who is a guy named Matt. He is a couple of years older than them, so let's pitch that as 17 instead of 18. Do we have to make anyone any years older than anyone? Well, we will I think that Matt should be maybe one maybe one year older. Not that much. But also because the other love interest I want to bring in is is Tyranny's older brother, whose name is Peter, who is like a super chill, like kind of artsy, fun, like Miles Morales guy. Um, okay. And he becomes, I think he is kind of Cornelia's like endgame love interest. Ah. So he would have to be old, like old enough. I mean, she, she was adopted. They could both be adopted. Th- they could both be adopted. So as lo- they're not bio siblings anyway, so it doesn't matter how different they are in age, <laughs> as yeah. long as it's not creepy. Yeah, and uh, um, if we're really concerned about age stuff, we could change because you you can easily in this setting substitute age for popularity. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like oh I'm nervous because he's an upperclassman. It's oh I'm nervous because he's the star of the soccer team. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous because he runs his own bl- his own band, which I think is called Deep Blue. Cobalt blue. Cobalt blue, there you go. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> Tied into potential love interests. We haven't really talked about Elion. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Will's the new girl, and Elion is supposed to have a connection to uh, the other four girls. And mm-hmm. I only really yeah. watched the TV show, and I think I dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. The reason why I stopped watching was because my father was going through one of his, oh, you, we don't need cable anymore phases. <laughs> <laughs> we had rabbit ears for two years. Oh, Lindsay, I've, the only time I've ever had cable was when I was in college and it was free. Yep. <laughs> you only need three stations anyway. If we have good weather, we, we can get something from the States. Fuck, <laughs> Dad. Uh, and by good weather, it it's the dead of winter and fucking cold. Makes a signal travel. Anyway, with Elion, I was thinking that she could be both potentially a love interest, but also have conflict with the group initially, and mm-hmm. why she gets, you know, caught in with the with Phobos's schemes initially because mm-hmm. Will kind of knocked her out of the group. Yeah, yeah. I I think that is an extremely reasonable point, especially because. Uh, that is how teens be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question here, I think, is, would Elliot be a romantic interest for anyone in the group? Or would she be a rival for someone outside of the group? I mean, definitely a rival, but she could also be a romance interest. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, like, maybe she had a crush on Cornelia, and that's what really hurt her the most, was Cornelia being all of a sudden very protective of Will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, teens taking stuff a bit too hard and automatically misinterpreting what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Plus poor mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, the fact that uh turns out that your brother is a magical megalomaniac. Yep. Like, this doesn't have to be too sad because eventually she does, you know, side with the good guys. But, you know, she she has to do some growth. I mean, look, all of them have to do a lot of growth. Yeah. They're teens. Yeah. I'm not going to say that they're all going to be shitty teens, but they're all going to be teens. Yeah. Wait, hold up. Okay, last last question for the main five characters. Who would have the best memes? 
Oh, Halen. I feel like it's got to be Halen or Irma. Halen and Irma have a meme war. Or, well, Irma... Irma is, like, the more recognizable memes. Like, Irma is the one who, like, posts the guy with the test tube and, like, uh, finally, Disney Minus. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And, the, and then Halen is the one who does the deep fried memes. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Me and the magical girls at 5am looking for beans! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yep, that's exactly it. Would she, would, would they, in-universe, in would they have their own social media account? They probably don't run it, but there's definitely a witch fan page. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. That could be, like, a whole couple of episode arcs in itself. <laughs> yep. Just like, oh no, the fans are trying to figure out who we are. Uh-oh. What do we do? I think Cornelia would be more of an Instagram Pinterest person with the serial numbers filed off, of course. Yes, um, yeah, of course. Unless Disney has already bought Facebook by that point. Hold up, I gotta knock on some wood, (laughs) y'all. I have just spoken evil into this world. Um, (laughs) Will is Instagram Facebook, so that she can post, like, cute animal pictures, and she Mm -hmm. volunteers at an animal shelter, I think, in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe she's, like, a big booster of that. That's how she gets a pet dormouse. Yes. Who... I believe in the universe of the comic at one point gets hit by a car and dies. Oh. What the shit? Yeah. Oh. We don't have to have that happen. No. The pets live. It's Disney. The pet lives. <laughs> Irma and Halen are definitely TikTok and Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Tarani is mostly Tumblr and Twitter. See, I was going to say that if anything, Irma would be Twitter. Yeah. Halen would be Tumblr. And Tarani would be like, have you heard of this thing called books? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, oh, she did have a Twitter phase, a very political Twitter phase. And she's like, you know what? This is too much stress. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But she does like the science memes on Tumblr. Yes, of course. She's a nerd. She's gotta. Mm-hmm. Also gotta figure out how to do more cool experiments in chemistry. Wait, was that you or talking about the character? <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> no, both I didn't take chemistry after like grade ten, so Yeah, same. I was a biology person. We made kimchi. Nice. Also my bio teacher just like suddenly retired a week into taking his class with him and uh the substitute just kinda took over for the rest of the year. So yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Literally the only thing I remember from biology in high school is that my teacher was in some kind of like a fundraising war for charity or something with another biology teacher. Uh-oh. And like the prize was like whoever lost, like whoever fundraised less money for this charity had to wear a penguin suit th- throughout the whole school day. <laughs> and she lost and she did it. She wore that penguin suit for the entirety of the school day. I think I've got a picture on my computer somewhere of, like, one of my friends and I, like, just, like, look at our teacher. She's a penguin! It's 2011 and we're so random. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, they have to have the big homecoming episode. Yes. The big prom episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Although we're not going to tell you where exactly in America we are, but we are going to do the classic stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time for generic school dance number one. Yeah, uh, the snowball, and then spring fling. So yeah, there's stuff like that. There's probably going to be like the big football game that gets interrupted by some sort of magical happening. Mm-hmm. Because of I course, don't know, the course. school is built on the interdimensional equivalent of a hellmouth, so... I mean, probably realistically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and even though one of my entire other podcasts is about high school... I literally am, my brain is not putting out any more high school tropes at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, we've been recording for, uh, for almost while. an hour and a yeah. half. Okay, hour 15. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm out of ideas anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it sounds like we've said all that we can about this. So, in that case, I'm going to use my magical NB powers to summon the forces of a friendship promo. <laughs> hey, Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. 
What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I, I have I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month, the best. Did Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real life politics and events. I I must have forgotten. What? Where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? And we're back. Tanner's transformed into a powerful form of themselves. It's just like me, except I'm wearing jeans instead of sweats. (laughs) That's my magical girl transformation. Look, in 2020... That's an upgrade. Exactly. All right, Christina. Yee. Wormst. Okay. Amst on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that to get you to corpse, Tanner. So you can find me on Twitter at SeawoodsArt. Uh, I'm also on Instagram if anyone cares about Instagram anymore, um, which is at Christina Woods Art. Other podcasts that I do are The Home for You at OC is a podcast about original characters, the good, bad, and the self-inserts. And we've actually had a good run of guests, which I'm very glad about. And so if any of you are interested in hearing about a couple of really buckwild D&D characters, uh, highly recommend my own podcast, if I can do that. Um, Also, Faithful, which is a podcast about faith and religion and pop culture and media, Currently on a hiatus because of my co-host's uh, school and final schedules. Mm. And other podcast is Loser Like Me, a Glee recap and review podcast where Tanner and I are somehow surviving watching Glee. And maybe along the way we're finding a couple things to enjoy about it too. I mean, we're not even finished the first season, so who knows how much we'll be able to get through before we just, you know, yeah, ex- burst. exactly. But yeah, that's it. Also... I would like to suggest that everyone, please, uh, in this time of holidays, please consider donating to a local food pantry or a shelter for the unhoused in your area, because those are good causes that you can support and you don't have to necessarily worry about what, um, in general, people who run those kinds of uh, support centers are not going to misuse the funds. Yeah. It like donate donate clothes and food if that's your best mm-hmm. option, but or donate just money. cash if that's on yeah. the table for you too, because that helps keep their lights mm-hmm. on. Also, Georgia, please vote War- please vote Warnock and Ossoff. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. All right, Lindsay. Where can people find you on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym four seven six. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, people. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not a fire but you first, and they're pronounced, We are the Winx! We are the Winx! Come join the club! We are the Winx! <laughs> no! I don't know what the witch theme song sounds like! I mean, I don't either. I don't have any quotes from it. It's but... a bit more pop-punk. <laughs> Doesn't quite work as well as the Winx club theme, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> You can also email us at notifyrebootyoufirst at gmail.com, where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and which sonas? Yeah, yeah. we'll go with yeah. that. Which, which vaguely witchy fairy would you be? Yes. That's where you could send a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast, your YouTube, even your DeviantArt. You could even ask to be a guest, but if you do, make sure you send us a hint instead of the entire idea because we like being surprised. If you'd like to support us financially, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash first. We can get a bevy of bonuses by supporting us financially, including a weekly shout-out for all our patrons, including Rem, Julia, Cassidy, Charlie, and Christina. Oh, hey, that's you. Hey, that's me! <laughs> Thank you all. That being said, we know there are other plenty more important causes out here, such as the stuff that me and Christina mentioned back beforehand. Um, in that case, it is just as helpful to support us by leaving a rating and review of us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, then contact me and I will try and get us in there. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can find out more about the other awesome shows we share the network with at CornerPodNet on Twitter. 
And last but not least, our cover art, as always, is by Alex, aka Pachoo, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. Our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you'd like music of his own for your own. Hey, Christina. Hey, Tanner. Thank you for being here today. Thank you're you so welcome. Much. I thought you were going to ask me what y'all are going to talk about next week, and I was like... Christina, can you guess what I'm talking about? Well, not not next week, because we're taking a week off. <laughs> Good. We all need a rest. The next episode, I mean, this this comes out... Actually, no, this episode comes out on the 27th. So, hey, Merry Christmas. I hope it was merry. Merry Christmas. Happy crisis. Um, Have a happy Saturnalia, everybody. Sol Invictus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Future Tanner here. Obviously, this didn't happen. This is now the first episode of the new year. Happy Nappy App. Um, but no, in the new year, uh, okay, here's, here's the thing. I've been talking about a bunch of video games for, like, the past three months. Mm-hmm. I've got one more left in my system. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about a Memorpagur come the new year. What sort of, uh, MMO are we talking about? It's licensed property, uh, of Japanese media produced by a Korean company that I think was bought out by a Chinese company, which may or may not just be a front. We're not sure yet. But we're going to find out about that next time. Not if we reboot you first. Bye. I, I know how y'all so- theme song goes, but I can't remember it in my head. Yeah. That's all I can All remember. I know is that at the end it goes... I can't do trumpet noises. (laughs) And scene. Scene.